0: Hi, I'm Cami, And I'm Brittany. And this is the Deeply Rooted Homeschool. The heart behind our podcast is to encourage and equip you as you start or continue your homeschool journey. If you're considering homeschooling or are new to homeschooling, we created this podcast with you in mind to answer common questions. If you're just finding us, you'll probably want to go back and catch up on our past episodes. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Welcome. Today, we're going to talk to our friend Jennifer Foster about her journey from having her kids enrolled in public school to deciding to homeschool. Jen is one of the wisest, most genuine, and fun people I know. I know that whenever I'm around her, even for the shortest amount of time, that I will leave encouraged and challenged in some way. She is quick to speak truth and will always point you back to scripture, even through the hard times. She points her life back to Christ, and I'm always so thankful for her gentle reminders of His faithfulness. Jen works part-time outside the home and also homeschools her two boys. Another thing I love about Jen is her willingness to be real and raw about her homeschool journey. We know you'll be blessed by what she has to say. Welcome, Jen. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. I'm honored. This is exciting. Yay. Okay, so can you tell us more about your family and yourself? Sure. Um, I
2: am married to Jonathan, who's really cute. We've been married for, I thought it was 20 years (laughs) this year, but we were walking this week and I said, um, I was just talking about our 20 year anniversary and how excited I was. And he was like, weren't we married in 2001? I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. He's like, then it's 19 years. (laughs) So we've been married for 19 years and we have two boys, Bennett, who will be 12 in July and Steele, who will be, or just turned 10 in May. And then there's me. I work as a hygienist one day a week. And so that's kind of like part-time, part-time. And then we homeschool. So it's been kind of a transition. I'm not just transitioning from public school to homeschool mom, but also how to juggle homeschooling with regular daily life and then, you know, throwing in my piece of work just my one day on how to, you know, kind of balance it all. So,
0: so, so many people are considering homeschooling right now. And many of them have children that are currently enrolled in a more traditional school setting, like public school, private school. Um, but I think a lot of people are really interested to hear how others have navigated uh, this transition from being in a traditional school setting to homeschooling how old were your boys when you decided that you were going to homeschool and what made you decide that you were going to switch from public school to homeschool okay so first I'll tackle the how old the
2: boys were Bennett had just finished second grade Steele our youngest had just finished kindergarten so they were both young right I mean Steele barely had only had experience one year in public school um as far as the reason that we started homeschooling, I think that ours is a little bit different than most people. I think our story is a little bit different. There wasn't a um, there wasn't frustration with the public school system. I didn't there wasn't a lot of things that I didn't like and it just built and built and built and escalated until we were done and decided to homeschool. It was in, in fact really homeschooling was never on our radar. If you had asked us <laughs> um, five years ago, if we were going to homeschool, my answer would have been like, absolutely not for sure. For Jonathan, I probably would have leaned a little bit more and would have considered it, but Jonathan was just dead against it. Like he just, no, it's just not what we're going to do. So he just walked in literally one day in the summer before the year we decided to homeschool and said, I think we should start praying about homeschooling. And I was like, I don't think that's the Lord. I mean, that could be a spirit, <laughs> but I don't think it's holy at all. And so um, really that night as I went to bed, I thought, you know, for Jonathan to suggest it, like that is really far out in left field, the Lord, this must be the Lord. And so we just began to pray and, and take steps forward to see, you know, it's kind of like anytime you think the Lord has spoken something to you, you know, part of obeying is just taking the first step. And if it's him, Then there's always going to be something solid to land on. So every time we would take a step, you know, the Lord just provided like his, there was confirmation there. There was something to go off of. There was something to build on. We would stand on that little bit of information or that little bit of confirmation and and would then take the next step. And so then we ended up with the decision and both felt really good about it. And we didn't really know why we felt good about it or why we were, going to homeschool. And there wasn't really a reason, you know, people would ask, why in the world have you chosen to homeschool. I don't, I don't really know. I just know that we're supposed to do it.
1: So that's so good. Okay. So what was your first year of homeschooling like? Um, our first year of homeschooling again was
2: different than probably your typical homeschooling first year. We decided to homeschool and we joined a co-op. So our very first we joined a co-op that met on Mondays. And so our first day was a obviously a Monday. We did co-op and kind of got our feet wet a little bit on what that was going to look like. And so Tuesday, obviously the next day was our very first day to be at home. And we got up that morning and got everything out. And I think we were doing math. And just, you know, here I was about to conquer the world of homeschooling. And um, about, I guess about 1030 that morning, my dad called and uh, let me know that my mom had passed away. And so my very first day of homeschooling, was just kind of wrecked. And um that was actually not a good thing, obviously that I lost my mom, but just the Lord had brought me out of a season of just breaking off a lot of things personally for me. I was just a girl who lived in a lot of just bound by a lot of fear. I struggled to trust the Lord, but I didn't have any idea that I struggled in any of those areas, because right, the enemy is good at deceiving us. And so the Lord had really, I had just been set free of a lot of things. And he had taught me a lot in that season um, of things that I gravitated towards, things that I put my trust in, which a lot of times was rules. And that made me feel secure, right? Because that's what we do when we um we like rules. It it makes us feel in control. And for me, um, I was a perfectionist, but not in the sense that a lot of people experience perfectionism. I I didn't really live for man's applause. I lived to keep man from booing. And so that always will keep you in a place of striving anyway. And so um, for me, when we started to homeschool, I had to break off. I had to live out exactly what the Lord had just set me free of. It was almost like I felt like I was a baby colt, you know, where my legs were still wobbly. And I was learning how to walk in freedom. And the Lord was giving me this opportunity with homeschooling to put into practice all of the things that he had taught me in the season before and so one of those things obviously was going to be in my schooling and I gravitated towards putting you know rules and what did it need to look like and it needed to look like a certain thing and and I needed to to really kind of um mirror public school just do it in my home. And that was I didn't have that opportunity even though that maybe has was what I wanted to do. I wasn't allowed to do it because for the first few months there I was homeschooling mom, but more than that, I was really a grieving daughter. And so the Lord just allowed me to experience an amendous amount of grace in that just, I had to give myself grace. I didn't have any other choice.
1: Okay. That's really hard. Um, That must've been a really hard year. What do you feel like God was teaching you specifically about homeschooling throughout that? I think
2: he gave me a different vision for what I originally thought homeschooling was going to be. I I thought that I was going to take my boys out of public school, put them in my home, and I was going to literally school at home. And I think he gave me a different vision. He gave me a different definition, really, of what education looks like and what his idea of education looks like. When we first started homeschooling and I would talk to other moms, one of the things that a lot of these moms would say and I believe it's true, and I do think it's fun is that they enjoyed the learning process again with their kids they they enjoyed becoming a student with their kids again either they forgot the information or they hadn't ever learned it there was just this excitement that came from learning with your children and I think that is absolutely true but what 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 stood out more for me was not the joy wasn't so much from being a student with my kids but it came from being a student of my kids and what I mean by that is that I didn't really know my boys like I thought I knew my boys. And what the Lord began to do was He began to open up my eyes to see the gold in my boys, but then also to see the the, the struggles that my boys had, the weaknesses that my boys had, that really they weren't even experiencing themselves in public school. Both of my boys are very bright and I can speak more for my oldest one just because he went further in public school, but school was easy for him. And so he wasn't challenged and he didn't, there were not a lot of things in that public school setting that was presented to him as difficult. And so when we got in the homeschool setting and he was having to be faced with things that he didn't either know how to handle or it didn't come really easy, just me seeing the way that he handled challenge and seeing the really the attack of the enemy on each of my boys' lives in completely different ways. And so it allowed me the freedom and the grace to lay down what I thought homeschooling was and to accept the reason why I was homeschooling. And for me, it wasn't, like I said, because we were disgruntled with the public school system. I have a lot of respect for it, and the, we have family and friends that teach there, um, and it's, I, I can respect it. It just, for me, we pulled them and this goes back to the purpose. I said, I didn't know why I started homeschooling. And the Lord just began to show me and has continued to show me year after year that my job is to empower and to equip my boys because ultimately I'm raising David's. And David's David knew who he was and he knew who he was when, the, when his fa- own family tried to define him as something. Um, he knew what it was like to be in the presence of the Lord, to worship, to kill the lion and the bear in private so he could be trusted to kill the giant in public. And that's what I'm doing with my boys right now. They're in private with me and I'm teaching them how to kill the lion and the bear Mm -hmm. and how to believe in themselves and how to walk in the truth of who God says they are and how to hear the voice of the Lord for themselves. And I'm there to just empower and and be their cheerleader and their encourager to get, get a word for the boys myself and then teach them how to hear as well. And then, you know, so that became my goal. It changed from education, not that we, you know, don't care, dilly squat about education because we do. We do the math and we do the geography and we do what we need to do. But ultimately, my goal is to raise men who know who they are, who walk in righteousness and integrity and whose reality is that of the kingdom and not of this world.
1: Wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what?
0: Why Are
1: we the ones? Doing <laughs> yeah. No, you're in, girl. This like is that. this is why we are hosting, is yeah. so that we can we know where the wisdom <laughs> is. We know where the wisdom is. We just bring it in and arrange so that everybody else can hear it. But no, seriously Jen, I remember hearing you say I I visited the co-op um before we had decided if we were going to join. And it was the day that you did family presentation. And I remember you saying um you know, I don't wanna just be a student with my kid. I want to be a student of my kids. And I just remember like something going off in me. And I was like, Oh well, if that's what they're teaching here, <laughs> I wanna come here. Like this is <laughs> this is amazing. So that has that has stayed with me for a very long time. Right. Well,
2: I think at the end of the day, I think I you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself as the teaching role. And I, I think a lot of people, if you're if you're listeners out there and you're trying to make a decision between what to do, and you feel the pressure of having to pull a kid who's had an educated teacher, and you're bringing them home. You know, you can feel the weight and the pressure of that, and that's enough to make you go. I don't think I'm equipped for that, so I'm going to leave them right where they are. And I think that when the Lord began to show me the purpose of having my boys at home, that it was not so much education driven as it was kingdom driven. Mm-hmm. Then it took the pressure off myself in the for the in the teaching realm, and really just kind of opened me up to say, okay, like I'm going to pour into my boys, spiritually speaking. And if we don't get math done today, because math was hard and it was creating tears or there was disconnect in our relationships, math isn't worth it today. We're going to lay it down and I'm going to pour into you spiritually because that's more important right. because relationships, what's going to last a lifetime. And if they can write and read and speak well, then really they can do everything that the gospel would have them do. Right. And we've nailed it. And it doesn't matter if, we, if they know physics and finish at the top of their class. I mean, my boys may not even decide to go to college. They may get a call on their life that is completely different. And I am okay with that. Like as long as I, they know they know they know who they are, then I'm fulfilled.
0: So you kind of referred to it a little bit earlier. But let's talk about the changes that you began to see in your family as you homeschooled through that first year. Um, I know you've shared some with me personally about the changes that you started seeing, the positive things that were happening in your family. So what what was happening? What happened in that first year of homeschooling with your family, in your marriage and in your kids? I think that
2: for the first year, a lot of it was a blur. And so the positive things that came out of that first year was just being at home with my boys. And Learning together, but then giving grace to each other. And it was really a sweet time. I know a lot of people have a fear of what is it gonna look like when we're home all the time. And there was just a sweet covering that came in our home in that first year. Like I said, a grace that maybe I don't feel like was as much the second and third year. No, it really was, but just in a different way. (laughs) That first year there was just a grace and the boys were Became the sweetest of friends. They loved on each other well. And we, and we did. Not every day was wonderful. I don't want to paint that picture at all. There were definitely days, and have been several days, one of them being yesterday, where I thought, you know, public school is looking kind of good. Um, but, you know, there, there were there's just going to be those days. But for the most part, we learned how to do family life together. You know, they learned how to do life outside of just education. They learned how to go to Kroger and deal with it. Like, not just that we're going to have a math lesson in Kroger, but like how to do the things you don't want to do. You know, the boys weren't used to having to run errands with me. And they weren't used to having to be around me and tag along as I took care of the daily things that I take care of. And they learned a lot about what it looks like to be a wife and a mom, which I want them to see. Because I want them to have a respect for that role that they wouldn't necessarily have been exposed to if they had been at school. So that's a huge positive thing that they are seeing the role of a wife and a mom that they are gonna learn to respect because I'm again I'm I'm raising David's but I'm raising David's as a husband Mm -hmm. and a father. We are not just me but Jonathan and I. And so they were able to see that and just the little things that the little seeds I was able to plant that I didn't see any fruit from. You know, it's not like our first year I saw a lot of huge changes. Like I just I tweaked this and I tweaked that and all of a sudden Boom. Our second year was rolling like it was super easy and it's been smooth sailing since then. It hasn't just because my boys are in process and I'm in process and we're doing it together in a, in a house, like by ourselves. (laughs) And there's just, that's an okay thing. And there's days that that gets frustrating and there's days that it's hard, but at the end of the day, we've just got to give grace and love each other well in the process. And we're all learners and we will always be learners and just how to accept ourselves
1: right where we are and accept each other and um, do life together well. Okay, so you've said before that you were doing something new and different. So, did you experience any pushback for making this decision from the school or your family and friends? And how was that to navigate? Well,
2: yes and no. Like I said, we didn't have a lot of friends that were homeschooling. And so, most of them were supportive. As far as kickback, yes, a little bit. Jonathan's family was wonderful because they kind of think that homeschooling is is great. So there was no, I felt no pressure in telling them that was wonderful. My dad trusted me, even though he loves the education. He doesn't think there's anything wrong with the education system, but he supports me, us, and thinks it's great. My brother <laughs> and my sister-in-law are both educators, and my brother and I's relationship um, is one where he just kind of picks at me a lot. He's an, he's five years older than me. And so that's just been our relationship. So I knew he was going to have something to say and he could hit below the belt and it might hurt. And he was kind, but yeah, I could tell like, it was kind of like, oh, you're going to be one of those moms. Like you're going to be that family. They're going to be that kid. And so I kind of like had to put my big girl panties on and just kind of deal with like, okay, there's just going to be some people that think you're nuts and you're just going to have to buck up and feel confident in your decision. And I don't judge him for it. Like I totally get it. And like I said before, I have total respect for his position, for any educator's position, what they do. They're wonderfully gifted, but he just didn't have an understanding that I have as to why we were doing it. I wasn't doing it to shelter my boys. I wasn't doing it to seclude them and make them afraid of the world. I wasn't trying to take them out of it. Like I'm trying to, they, yes, they are out of it kind of in a, in that sort of way, long enough for me, like I said earlier to equip and empower. And then they're eventually going to be back in the world and they're going to be able to navigate it differently with confidence. I also, so family isn't really an issue. You know, to be honest, the most pushback I see is on Thursdays when I clean teeth There are people that just want to insert their opinion of what you have done. And it may be past educators that are really just passionate about their teaching. Or it's just people that have an opinion of what homeschooling is and what it should be and what it shouldn't be. And really, most of them think it should go away. So um, I've kind of had to navigate just people that I don't know. And what to say and how to, you know, phrase that in a kind way without, you know, feeling like, what in the world am I doing? Like, maybe I have made a huge mistake. Um, So it's really, it's been good. I kind of like the pushback, honestly, because every single time I'm pushed back, I have to go back to the Lord and give him an opportunity to remind him or remind me of why I'm doing what I'm doing.
0: Well, and you have to develop a little bit of a thicker skin. I mean, we we are sitting here making a decision that's very countercultural mm-hmm. in our current society, and people have opinions, and they're going to say them, and they're going to insult you if you don't develop that a little bit of like, I don't really care. This is mm-hmm. what, and you have to know that that's what God has told you to do for your family, and you have to go back there right. all the time, right. every week, every day. Right. Well,
2: and everybody is different. Their reasons for homeschooling are different. And homeschooling, I I also want to say this to the people who might be listening who are teetering on the fence of homeschooling or public school and you choose public school. That's okay. Right. Like you have the freedom to choose public school. It may be what fits for your family best right now. And that's okay. There's no condemnation. There's no judge or guilt. You are not providing a less lifestyle or your kids aren't going to end up godly or whatever, because they're in
0: public school and not homeschool. And it's not a forever decision. I think that that's something that people also kind of look at this and like, oh, if I pull them out of home and homeschool them, it's forever. I have to do this through high school right. algebra. Right. I mean, and, and it's not. It can be something that's just a season, mm-hmm. a season in your life. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would also encourage people to think about it that way as well. Sure. We take it a year at a time. Well, we always like to ask our guests to offer a little piece of advice. And so what we wanted to ask you today is what thing you wish you had known before you started to homeschool that first year? What's something that looking back, you would tell somebody that starting homeschooling, hey, I wish that I had known this one thing.
2: Oh, there's a lot of things I would say probably to this. So I'll just narrow down one. (laughs) You can share a few. I think that the main thing, you know, I feared screwing this up. Again, I, like I said, my, what the Lord had pulled me out of was just this fear of man booing. And I feared man booing in the way I was raising my boys and the outcome that was going to happen. And I think that looking back now, I wish I had known Well, I don't know that I wish I would have known it. I wish I would have just been confident enough in our decision and in myself and in the Lord to trust that he's got this, that I can't really screw this up. If I'm loving my boys well, and I'm putting the kingdom first in our home, then everything else will fall into place and it's all going to be okay. So any expectation I put on myself beforehand went quickly, obviously, because of my circumstances. But... Not everybody has, not everybody's going to be confronted with that. And they're going to homeschool from day one without being forced into a season of grace like I was. So I, I guess my advice would, would be simply just, you can't really screw this up. Like it's really, it's not up to you. Like I just want to plant seeds in my boys and that's what I'm responsible to them. I'm responsible to plant seeds. And then I create an atmosphere in my home that is hopefully full of love and inviting of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit comes in and every seed I've planted, he breathes on and that's, that's it. Like that takes a lot of pressure off of me. If I'm not constantly thinking I have got to get them to a certain destination by a certain amount of time, it's really not my job. It's the Holy Spirit's job and he's going to do it perfectly. And I don't need to worry about it. I need to get, stay in my lane not jump into his lane, stay in mine, and do what I've called to do and plant and sow. And then he will breathe on it and we'll
0: see grapefruit. He fills all those gaps. Every gap that we have as parents or as moms, I mean, he fills them for us. Exactly. Because his grace covers us all. Right.
1: So you have, you've been encouraging this entire time. But if you can think of anything specific that you might give to parents who are about to make this leap from more traditional school to homeschool, but are nervous, what encouragement might you give them?
0: Well,
2: anytime you're afraid, if you run from your fear, fear's only going to grow. So the best thing for you to do in a situation where you're afraid of doing something is to chase your fear. And that's would be my encouragement. Like you just stand fear in the face and you just chase it down. And it all, I mean, fear has no place. It, it will not stay. So your nervousness will end up not necessarily going away. I mean, I was nervous coming here today. Like nervousness is just part of doing something new and unknown. And it's okay to be nervous. And it's, it's, it's okay to not know and have all the answers. Like it's okay. You just take it one day at a time, a step at a time, and you give yourself grace. And you just remember that you only have enough grace for that day. You don't have tomorrow's grace today. You don't have next year's grace today. You just have t- today's. And so you operate within the grace that He's given you. And you remind yourself every night that He loves you. And you're going to be okay. And your kids are going to be okay.
1: Yes, enough grace for today and not tomorrow's grace. I've never heard that before, but that's, that's really powerful.
0: When you're having trouble remembering why you're homeschooling or sh- on these days that you struggle, because we all struggle, there's days. Sure that are rough in the homeschool world, Uh, is there a word or a scripture that you find yourself going back to that is kind of your anchor point in this homeschool journey?
2: I don't know if there's a particular scripture or passage that I run to every single time. I mean, I think the Lord has been really sweet in all of my moments of distress or anguish or just disappointment. I mean, sometimes it's just disappointing your expectations of what you think this homeschooling journey is going to look like. And then it doesn't, that day, it doesn't go anything like you think it will. You know, he's been really sweet for me to open up the word and him just speak directly to me in the word. But I think that really one thing that has helped me is that, again, my purpose and our purpose in homeschooling is to empower and equip my boys to really put the action of love in place, which is just to show them the beauty that's in themselves. I mean, that's really what love is, right? Just shows the beauty that's in themselves. And so that's my job. One thing that I think has been really great for us is that um, words that have been spoken over the boys before now, whether it's just a word that the Lord has given me or Jonathan or a word that somebody else has gotten for the boys. In my days where I've struggled to see the goodness in the boys, the days that I'm full of fear because I've got them, you know, in jail and on drugs by the time they're, you know, 15 and they're just not (laughs) gonna ever have anything and they're gonna live with me forever. Those kinds of days. I mean, those are the days that I pull out those words. And honestly, yesterday was one of them for us. We've just had a rough couple of days. And, you know, so I thought I can sit here and I can worry, and I can have fear, and I, I can do all of those things, and I can focus on what's hard right now in this season, or I can get out what, what God is saying, and I can get His perspective. And sometimes the best way for me to do that, I can read scripture, and that is very powerful. But sometimes I need something a little different, and I need something a little more. And on those days, I'll go grab the words that I have written, the words that somebody else has written over the boys, and I listen to them or read them aloud to myself And then I get, yesterday I got the boys in in the kitchen and I said, come here, we're going to, right here, you're going to listen to someone speak the word of the Lord over you. And the second that we got done, both, I mean, like the atmosphere in my home completely changed. The boys were full of life. Again, their, their vision changed. Like he healed our vision in a moment and it was just remembering the specific words the Lord has for each of us. So I think that's it. Like I. I don't really have a particular scripture or passage that I go to. That would be what I do. Like, I think that's been the most encouraging thing we've done.
1: And that's super encouraging. I mean, I would encourage everybody to start praying for those words for their own kids if they haven't already. Absolutely. Because, I mean, that's that's so powerful to speak over your kids. I mean, I know that I have to do that almost daily Mm -hmm. for mine. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to say, no, remember, this is who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think it was Priscilla Shire. I think I'm saying her name right. Um, who she has this, it's almost like a paragraph that she speaks over her kids every single day. Um, and she's raising, you know, men as well. And so every day before she, and she sends them to school, she'll say, uh, -uh, come back here. And she will say this over them every single day to where they're like, okay. But it's like, "Mm -mm, no, you know, it like it's in you. So, um, okay, well, we would love to end with a fun question. So can you tell us about your favorite homeschool supply?
2: (laughs) Um, this is kind of a funny question because, because I'm like not homeschooling, like most people homeschool, like I don't have any fun (laughs) supplies.
0: Um, you borrow my laminator a lot. Okay.
2: The laminator pretty sweet gig. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. The pens, the erasable
1: pens, the friction pens. The yeah. friction pens are,
2: are my jam, <laughs> and so I have those. Like that's fun. The only thing is, I journaled with them, and like my journal that I like journal journal in my quiet time, and then I put it in the car, and so it erased all of the really awesome. Revelation knowledge the Lord had given me for <laughs> did, about a week. Did you put it in your freezer? Yeah, tried that. It Didn't work. back. Oh man. Yeah, no. So I'm sure it. I think that's an urban legend. Yeah. that it comes back. I don't know. So I would say that, that that's a fun like homeschooling supply. I I should say a planner or something like that because that would probably be beneficial. But um, I'm gonna say the friction pins. Like we're gonna go with that. That's my final answer. Final I, like answer. <laughs> I like it. I like it.
1: Okay. Well, I want you guys to know that Jen did not have any notes for this. All of that wisdom, every just stinking little bit of that encouragement. I'm telling you. Yeah, it just it just oozes out of her. That's not a very fun word to say, <laughs> but um, it just pours out of her. It's just, it's insane. So yeah, that was inspired. Jen, would you mind to close us out in prayer? Sure. I would love to. Lord, we love you. God, I just thank you for this opportunity to get together with Brittany
2: and Cammie and just discuss things that are on the hearts of so many moms right now um, that are tuning in, Father, probably locally and then even just across our nation. Moms are faced with the decision of what to do about their child's education. And so, Father, I just thank you that we can count on you to always give us wisdom and speak to us specifically about what is best for our family. Lord, I just ask that if there are any moms out there that are listening to this that have been nervous or fearful, that, Father, you would still their hearts, Father, that you would give them peace and that you would give them confirmation. You love to confirm your word. And so, God, if you've spoken to some moms and you they are feeling led by you to homeschool their kids, that you would confirm it in several different ways, Lord. You delight in that. And God, I just pray for our kids that you would open up their hearts, their eyes, their ears, not only to just education father what's in a book but lord to your word and to your voice and that we would be empowered and equipped to then impart that power to them that they would be able to face the large um the big things in this society father in our culture that puts pressure on them that they would be able to stand up for truth that they would walk in righteousness and integrity all the days of their life and that father our families would find favor with you and with man as we step out in what seems to be on some days impossible and defeating but father we know that with you all things are possible that lord you are the miracle worker and in order for you to work miracles lord we have to be in impossible situations and so lord sometimes we feel like homeschooling is impossible but we know that it's not with you and we love
1: you and we thank you in jesus name amen thanks again for joining us we hope you were blessed and encouraged today You can go to the show notes for this episode to get links to Jen's favorite school supplies, as well as the different ways you can connect with us. Check us out on social media at The Deeply Rooted Homeschool. We'll see you next time.